Vichara Supply Chain, highlighting and showcasing solutions for the most complex challenges facing the industry in 21st century by our team of subject matter experts and mentors. Broadcasting every week, all year round, we will present the most up-to-date series of podcasts and webinars. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bichara Supply Chain. Uh, this is Norhadi House and today we got a special guest, Aziz Gatnis, a co-founder and CEO at the PenQ. Thank you for being here, Aziz. Uh, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you, Nurhadi. Really appreciate uh, the opportunity to be on the show. Thank you for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Okay. So on today's episode, we are going to talk about the blockchain and uh, sustainability. However, before we get started, can you please brief a bit about yourself and your professional background? Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, so look, you know, I have, I have an um, engineering degree in systems. Um, you know, I left India a long time ago. I'm originally from India. I grew up poor in India. I left uh, almost 30 years ago, came to the United States about 25 years ago. Um, and then, you know, was uh, very fortunate, built and sold uh, a couple of startups. And, you know, most of my career was in systems and technology, uh, you know, building ERP systems, building supply chains. And uh, at the end of 2012 is actually when I saw my last startup and um, I started to volunteer uh, and I spent some time in Africa, especially in the Congo. Um, and that's kind of when I realized that a lot of my knowledge around supply chain uh, and technology was kind of worthless because um, some of the poorest people in the world live in countries like Congo and they are the ones who are you know, mining our cobalt. They're the ones who are growing our coffee and cacao but are completely invisible um, in the supply chain of large cacao companies, large coffee companies, large mining companies. And um, just a quick story of how BankQ got started is that at the end of 2014, one of the mama farmers was refused a bank account. And the local bank in Congo said, we cannot bank her, even though she had harvest, she had worked extremely hard, Women are smarter than men, we already know that, but she was refused a bank account because she was poor, she was a woman. And the local bank said to me, we cannot bank her, but we'll bank you. That's where actually the name comes from. So that's when in 2016, I took all my experience in supply chain and systems and started BankQ with the idea of creating supply chains that are sustainable, traceable, transparent, but most importantly, they're equitable so that mama farmer can, can get out of uh, poverty. So just that's kind of my background and how I got started in this whole space around blockchain and sustainability. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So let's start with a basic question about blockchain technology. So what is your general view on the current state of blockchain technology? So my personal view is right now, you know, there's a lot of hype, right? There's a lot of hype and, and confusion. A lot of people think about blockchain uh, mm-hmm. mostly in terms of cryptocurrency. And in my humble opinion, the real value of blockchain is not in the cryptocurrency element. It is really going back to that mother farmer. Blockchain at its very basic level is a distributed ledger. It's basically democratizing the data. And the reason why I always answer this question in terms of the example is that 
if I had blockchain back in 2014, that mother would have been guaranteed a history of her supply chain participation and she would have been bankable. Today we do it because that's why I started BankQ. So I believe that the current state of blockchain technology is a little bit confusing because people think about cryptocurrency. I think the real value is to solve some of the biggest problems the world faces today, which is extreme poverty, gender inequality, and you know the climate challenge we face. And blockchain can play a big role there. Mm -hmm. uh, as is uh, right now, the authenticity of brand is, is an issue in the sustainable goods industry. This is as an example. So how does blockchain assist with this issue and why a blockchain mm -hmm is a vital to boosting sustainability? Fantastic question. I think, so let me, uh, let me give you two, two answers that'll come together, right? Yeah. Today, a lot of the big brands, right? So for example, the garment brands who make your t-shirts, make your jeans, or large coffee companies or large chocolate companies, they will claim that they are sourcing cacao in Indonesia sustainably, for example, or they will claim that they are manufacturing t-shirts in Malaysia sustainably. But the reality is that the people, right? And this part is that kind of the last mile and the first mile, the last mile cacao farmer is living in poverty in Indonesia. That last mile garment factory worker in Malaysia and Bangladesh is living in poverty. So in my humble opinion, the authenticity of the brands is actually greenwashing because they're telling you they're doing all these things but they cannot back it with real proof that their supply chains are sustainable, not only at the material level, you know, like the cotton, the cacao, but at the human level, right? So you cannot mm -hmm. be sustainable and ignore people in poverty. Yeah. So where, where blockchain can assist, right? And this is kind of where we are working with large corporations like Anheuser-Busch Budweiser, Coca-Cola, Islamic Development Bank, because for them, they want to be authentic brands that can say, using a technology like blockchain, BankQ, they can not only prove that the barley or the maize or the rice that they're sourcing, or the plastic and PET, I know Indonesia is a big plastic problem, that the PET that is coming into the supply chain is not only traceable at the material level, but also at the people level so that they can say, hey, if we bought 1,000 tons of PET today, then 1,000 waste pickers in Indonesia, in Bali or in Makassar are starting to get out of poverty because they can prove that they're part of the supply chain, right? So in my opinion, the easiest way to answer this, if you really want to be a brand that is truly authentic when it comes to sustainability, then your supply chain needs to be traceable, transparent, and equitable. And mm -hmm. blockchain plays a critical role in bringing these three things together. Yeah, interesting. And could you please share with us some successful example of in blockchain implementation in industry where it helped in improving uh, sustainability, maybe from a project of yours? Absolutely. Great question. I can give you two concrete examples. Two of the world's biggest companies use our software. So let's start with the first example is Coca-Cola. And yeah. you can read about this. It's already published. Coca-Cola mm -hmm. has rolled us out in South Africa this year. 
And within the first week, within the first 10 weeks, sorry, within the first 10 weeks, they had over 1 million kilos of recyclables that they knew which landfill it was coming from, what was the type of material, especially if it is ocean plastic, it is RPET, LDP, HDP, plastic, um, you know, aluminum, cardboard. But most importantly, they also knew who are these really hardworking men and women who were the informal waste pickers. So yes. through our blockchain software, we launched this payment platform and traceability platform where now not only Coca-Cola has full traceability transparency, but at the same time, those informal waste pickers are starting to build a long-term financial empowerment, which has never been given to them. So yeah. that's a big success story. Now, second one I will share with you is on the agriculture side. Mm. We started a rollout with Anheuser-Busch, you know, Budweiser. They buy barley, they buy cassava on the Zambia-Congo border. And one of the challenges that they had is that they wanted all of their smallholder farmers to be skilled, connected, and financially empowered. So they started rolling us out back in 2018. And now through the BankQ platform, they get three key benefits. Number one, they exactly know who the mama farmer is and if she got paid and what was the harvest so they can actually empower her to have a better yield, you know, get her kids in school and things like that. So that's number one. Yeah. Number two, because we don't use cryptocurrency, as I said in the starting, we are integrated with mobile money like M-Pesa uh, with Vodacom, Momo with uh, 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 MTN, or like we're looking at say Bcash in Bangladesh, right? So the money goes directly on the mother's SMS phone. So she doesn't have to worry about somebody stealing her money. So it's a big win for gender equality and financial empowerment. And then third, from the ABN web or the Anheuser-Busch perspective, now they have a supply chain that's much more cost-effective, much more efficient. And especially when COVID happened, their inventory view was just in case instead of the traditional just in time. So those are two concrete, hard return on investment. You know, we're a for-profit company, right? We're not yeah. an NGO. We sell software like salesforce.com or netsuite.com and we get paid. And the company that implements our software expects a return on investment plus the impact. And we've delivered both in these two cases that I just shared. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay, so uh, actually, I still have a couple of questions as is, but we are running out of time. Uh, but uh, before we finish the conversations, do you have any other KDX way that you like to share with our audiences? So I have only one key takeaway or a request actually of your audience, right? If you're listening to this podcast, um, my request to you, it's not about BenQ, it's not about blockchain, right? It's a simple question you have to ask yourself that if you are a supply chain executive in a company listening to this podcast, right? Ask yourself the question, is your supply chain on the sourcing side, if you're buying raw materials or on the mm. distribution side, like plastic and RPET, is it traceable? Is it transparent? And who yes. is that mama farmer? And who's the mama waste picker? If you cannot answer the question, then find out why not and look for solutions like blockchain that will then solve that problem. Yeah, yeah, interesting. 
Cool. Okay. So once again, thank you so much for joining us today, Aziz. Uh, I look forward to speaking with you at another time. See you and bye for now. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I really, I really appreciate it. At Bichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation in improving process efficiencies. Don't forget to subscribe, like and share Bichara Supply Chain and stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.bicharasupplychain.com. Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode.